the Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Go to the book of Malachi, book of Malachi, chapter 3. The devil is a lie. He's a robber. And whoever controls the mind controls the individual. In days like these when people are scratching and scrambling to get their hand on every penny that they can, and I understand that the feds are trying to cut back on charitable giving. And it's a lot going on. But I tell you one thing, God's word is still true. He's never made a mouth that he can't feed. I don't care how big your foot is. He can kill two cows and make you a pair of shoes. Our God is awesome. And we're going to look unto the hills beyond the hills from where our help comes from. We must not be moved by what we see. We must be moved by what we believe. In the book of Malachi, chapter 3, is where the controversy gets started with a lot of believers to think that they should not be tithing because it was up under the law. Well, I want to clear some of this up with those of you that have ears to hear. And, we, you know, we may just have about a couple of God robbers in here that uh, need to get their mail today. Because to rob God is to rob yourself and your house. Because the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. God said the silver is mine. The gold is mine. The cattle upon a thousand hills are mine. So God has a salvation plan. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. And not of works. Lest any man should boast. God has a healing plan. By his stripes. We are healed. And God has a financial plan. Beloved, I wish, I pray, above all things, that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Third John 2. Here in the book of Malachi, chapter 3, and commencing at verse 8, the Bible says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, How have we robbed thee? In tithes. And offerings. In verse 10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, 
that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven, and pour out for you a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast his fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts, because Israel was an agrite people. They were an agricultural people. They depended on the land, the power of the seed and the soil to bring forth the harvest. They trusted God because they lived off of the land. Today we don't bring cucumbers. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't do that. We bring money. And the reason that we bring money is because that's what a whole lot of folk worship. So by tithing is a clear destruction of an idol God. Jesus said you cannot worship God, you cannot serve God, and mammon or money. So the best thing that we can do as believers is to put money in his rightful place. Because if he can't trust you with money, he can't trust you with the depth and the riches of his precious word. Anyone who says, I cannot afford to tithe, I say to you that you cannot afford not to tithe. The tithe belongs to God. It is not our money. It's never been our money. It's not our money now. We are only stewards over that money. So when we get paid, we are to take 10% out of that plus an offering not every other time, but every time. Because if you belong to God, then everything you got ought to belong to him too. Here in the book of Malachi, there was a problem. The problem came in and it arose in the book of Malachi because the people uh, had sort of deviated or had gone away from God's standard. They were bringing not the best that they had, some of them were bringing old and sickly animals. They were just throwing anything up, just like some folk do when it comes to an offering. They just reap in, grab a dollar, and throw it in there uh, as though it's really nothing. But giving should be calculated. Giving should be on purpose. Giving should be a system put in place in our hearts to make sure that God gets everything that he's put in our hands that we are stewards over. It's required of stewards that a man be found faithful. And so therefore, God wants to cut a covenant with his people to see who he can trust with money. That's in Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter. Here, the question is raised, will a man rob God? Yeah, and a woman too. I see you ain't in no good mood today. <laughs> Yet you have robbed me. But you say, how have we robbed thee? And then the Lord says, in tithes and offerings. Amen. Some people think because they don't come to church and they skip church for two or three weeks, they bring one tithe, one offering. Oh, no, baby. If you are gone for a year and you show back up, God want a year's worth of tithes and offerings. You've been gone five years, bring five years back. Prove it, pastor, not a problem. Look at verse 7, Malachi 3. Even from the days 
of your fathers, you are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me. Somebody say return. return. Somebody say go back. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? How do I come back since I've been missing all this church? Since I haven't been there. I've been making payday after payday after payday, and I haven't been there. So God says, return unto me. They say, how shall we or how can we? In what way shall we return? And then God brings up a question. Will a man rob God? What is he saying? You come back to me with all of my money. That's verse 7. This ain't whipping nobody. This is the truth because God's desire is for us to prosper. And to prosper, the way to get it done is through tithes and offerings. Now, no one has to agree with that. But if you are serious about your walk with the Lord and serious about having something in this world, then you won't rob him. So God says to them, you come back to me with my money. You come back to me with my money and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. This is the only place in the Bible where God says, I'll take care of the devil for you. I will open up the winds of heaven for you. You know, a lot of times, and I do understand it because when I was a baby in Christ and started to tithe, man, those bills were whipping me. I'm telling you. And, and then I stopped tithing because, you know, all the noise on the street back in the day was tithing is upon the law. We are not up under the law. I, you know, and, you know, time went on and I found out that that's not true. The tithe was not first introduced up under the law. That's just simply not true. Abraham is our father. Genesis the 14th chapter. Go there. Genesis chapter 14. Abraham is our father. And our father Abraham. Was the first one to pay the tithe. And that was not up under the law. Because the law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So when the first tithe was paid, Moses wasn't even born. Moses was nowhere in the earth realm when the first tithe was paid. And so in Genesis, the 14th chapter, and let's just take in on uh, verse 17. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him, talking about Abram, after his return from the slaughter of Kedaleomer, and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheva, which is the king's dale, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. And he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, who hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. So right here, the tithe was really given as a victory offering. Uh huh. <laughs> it was given as a victory offering by Abraham to Melchizedek. This man Melchizedek really was not from the earth realm. Because we're going to find out that he did not have a father and he did not have a mother. He didn't. 
He did not have beginning. I'm talking about Melchizedek. Neither did he have ending of days. So God has always wanted his people to prosper. So our father Abraham paid the tithe to Melchizedek 400 years before Moses gave the law to Israel. And the first tithe, as we see right here, was given under grace. See, grace came before the law. That's why God didn't kill Adam and Eve. That's why we're still alive. Because of the grace of God. And, well, maybe you don't need the grace of God. Maybe, maybe you don't even need nothing from God today. But I tell you one thing. I'm glad he gave me a piece of his grace. I'm glad that he gave me some mercy. And I'm so glad for the blood of Jesus that I've been forgiven. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And when you think about being a believer priest, a believer priest, a believer priest, every believer is a priest. What does priest mean? Priest means bridge builder. A priest is a bridge builder. What does a priest do? A priest gives praise. What else does a priest do? A priest goes to God on behalf of the people, which is the opposite of what a prophet does. What does a prophet do? A prophet come before the people on behalf of the Lord, where a priest goes before God on behalf of the people. So every believer is a believer priest. So how, how, what do you mean a priest robbing God? I tell you another thing a priest is responsible for, praise. See, we think all the praise belongs up here. I thank God for the praise that comes out of here. All the praise belongs all over the house. Uh, that is the fruit of our lips giving what? Thanks unto his name. Giving praise unto his name. You believe a priest. This is not a spectator sport. But some of y'all scream until you need a cough drop behind a football game. I'm just telling it like it is because God is tired of it. I'm tired of it too. People showing up like they don't even know what's going on in this building. That does not glorify God. It makes him look real bad. Come on now. We know the Lord. We know the Lord. So, so therefore a believer priest is responsible to God for praise and worship. That's everybody. That's grandma. That's cousin Susie. That's even little Mookie. Everybody that's breathing should be praising him. So now, here Melchizedek receives the tithe from Abraham. Now you got to keep in mind, go to Psalms number 110. Psalms number 110. So the first tithe was paid by Abraham to Melchizedek 400 years before the law of Moses. Are you in Psalms number 110? Look at verse 4. The Lord hath sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now we're going to get a little bit deep into Melchizedek in just a moment. But the Lord hath sworn and he will not take back his word. He will not repent. And he says to his son Jesus, 
The same one that he said, go to verse 1. Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. So this is Jesus when he finally got back to heaven after the death, burial, and resurrection that he had endured. And after the 40 days he had spent here in the earth realm, after 33 long years, because our Lord was crucified at 33 years of age. And he was crucified on a Wednesday and not on a Friday. You cannot get three days and three nights from a Friday to a Sunday. Because God set the days in the heavens. And the evening and the morning were the first day. That's 24 hours. And the evening and the morning were the second day. That's 24 hours. So Christ was crucified on a Wednesday. Don't knock me over with all enthusiasm. Christ was crucified on a Wednesday. He was buried on a Wednesday. That concluded that day. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So Christ was raised on the first day of the week, which is Sunday. So much for the seven-day Adventists. You got, the Bible is clear. Amen. Amen. Three days and three nights, and the Lord was raised up. First day of the week. When he went back to heaven, carried the blood, put it on the mercy seat, came back into the earth realm, caught up with the disciples on the road to Emmaus, in Luke chapter 24, their heart caught on fire with the word that he shared with them. Then he reversed the laws of gravity on the 40th day, because Pentecost means 50. So on the 40th day, after he was raised from the dead, he went back to heaven. And right here in Psalms number 110, this is what the Lord said. The Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. And that's where Jesus is today. And Jesus did not have an Aaronic priesthood. He had a, a, a priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. Anybody want to hear this? Say Melchizedek. So Jesus has a priesthood after the order of Melchizedek and not after the order of Aaron. Because the law of Moses, amen, concluded at Calvary, the ceremonial part. So when Christ died on that cross, he also died not just for our sins to be forgiven, not just for us to be redeemed, but Christ also died for us to be rich. Oh my goodness, I done knocked over some cows now. Because we have to understand that, 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 that Christ's death was for the destruction of poverty, sickness, and spiritual damnation. Your prosperity and all that money that God wants you to have and that new car and everything that goes along with it and for you to be happy is also connected to the cross. So Melchizedek never died. He's still alive. Jesus died, was buried, and rose again 
on Sunday morning. So the church met first on Sunday morning. Isn't that the first day of the week? Okay, so Jesus is seated right there. Now, I said all that to say this. To whom did Abraham pay the tithe to? Say it loud. Say it loud. So if he paid it to Melchizedek, whose priesthood, and Jesus today is our great high priest, whose priesthood Jesus has after the order of Melchizedek. So then what was Melchizedek ordered to do? Well, he was ordered to go and catch up with our father Abraham after he returned from the slaughter of Kedalia Omer. And what was he to do? He was to receive the tithe from him. Now you got to keep in mind that Melchizedek never ever appeared to but one man, one human being on this planet, and that was Abraham. He did not appear to no other man than Abraham. So what did he come to do? He came to bless him because he walks out on the pages of scripture with bread and wine. That's symptomatic of the Lord's Supper. So Melchizedek shows up with bread and wine. Bread for the body of Christ, wine for the blood. That was running warm in his veins. Secondly, what was he there for? He was there to bless him because the less is blessed of the better. Third thing, to receive the tithe. To receive the tithe, those three things, to commune with him, to bless him, and to receive the tithe. Now, who then is this Melchizedek? He's the king of Salem. He's the king of peace. He's a priest of the Most High God. That's where Jesus is right now. Priest of the Most High God. When he came here, he came as a prophet. He talked about those things that are yet to come. Today, he's our great high priest. So I ask you again, to whom did Abram Pay the tithe to. Melchizedek. Who was Melchizedek? He was a priest of the most high God, right? He was also the king of Salem, king of peace, right? To whom did Abram pay the tithe? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's who he paid the tithe to. Melchizedek. And when Jesus got back up into heaven and sat down, God said, sit here at my right hand. That was after he had ascended up on high and took a seat. So, Abram paid the tithe to Melchizedek, priest of the Most High God and king of Salem. Today, we pay the tithe to Jesus. Because he is our great high priest. And oh yes, by the way, he saved us. So we are saved by Jesus, which means to be saved by grace. Huh? Don't shout me down when I'm teaching good. I'm telling you. So, so we have to understand that the tithe is paid to the great high priest. Well, I'm going to have to pull the blade on some of y'all because some of y'all looking kind of stubborn in the face. So I tell you what, go to Hebrews chapter 7. 
Hebrews chapter 7 is a recapitulation of what I just read in Genesis 14 chapter. Let's see if we can get something out of there that's going to be beneficent and beneficial to every believer who has ears to hear. All right. In Hebrews chapter 7, I'm going to read into your hearing verses 1, 2, and 3. For this Melchizedek, well, let me back up into the 20th verse of Hebrews chapter 6. It's talking about where the forerunner is for us entered. Even Jesus made a high priest forever. Somebody say forever. Forever after the order of Melchizedek. In other words, Jesus died while he was here, but he ain't going to die no more. Because he's still alive because he got up from the dead. So Jesus has entered into that heavenly place for us. And those, look up here right quick. Those of us that are born again are already seated in Christ in heavenly places. So we're not working to get to heaven. We're already in heaven. Anybody here want to know the Bible? I know y'all tell me, Pastor, we ain't saying nothing because we listening. No, I need for you to say something. Not that I'm going to teach any better, but I need to know if you are hearing what the Lord is saying. The church responds to truth ought to be what? That's what I need from you. Don't be sitting there like I stole your wallet. This message has come to prosper all of God's people and to get our minds straight. We can't go on robbing God and expect, you know, you know we just can't do that. We, we, it, it, that's not even necessary. Because what God has for you is more than you will ever realize in a lifetime. He's already given you eternal life. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. God bless you, brother Fred. Praise the Lord. Hebrew chapter 7 verse 1, listen to this. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. First being by interpretation, king of righteousness. This is who Melchizedek is. And after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace. That's what Salem means, peace. What is this man's credentials? Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth the priest continually. So if Abraham, our father, paid tithes to Melchizedek, and Jesus is in the order and has a priesthood, an eternal priesthood after the order of Melchizedek, and he's also our great high priest. The tithe belongs to him. You see the connection? All right, now let me move on. In verse 4, now consider how great this man was unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. So that means out of every dollar, a dime of that belongs to God. Now, now think about how gracious that is. A dollar, a dime. God said, you, you keep the 90%, but give me a dime out of every dollar. And what I need out of that 90%, out of that 90 cent that you got left, I need for you to calculate the offering that you're going to give me. Because I'm leaving the offering up to you. 
but the tithe belongs to me. Now, we got to love him more than a dollar. I mean, you know, we, we, we got to love God more than a dollar. Because he leaves the offering up to the individual. The offering should be given out of love and appreciation for whom we are giving the tithe to. Who has given us everything. He kept us in our mother's womb. He sent us out of eternity into time. He gave us purpose. He anointed us. Places that we go and make money, if you really tell the truth, man, God didn't have to do that for us. And some of us are holding down positions we're not even qualified for. But God. And a lot of times he does that because he wants everybody to know what does he want them to know. That the goodness of the Lord leadeth thee to repentance. Potiphar's house was blessed because Joseph was there. Not because Potiphar was right. There's some married folk. One tithing and the other one isn't. Only reason bacon and eggs in that house is because of that tither up in there. <laughs> we can't take anything with us. But we can sure live a quality of life while we're here. We don't have to stay in no ghetto. Uh, we don't have to get out and push the car and then jump in and start driving. God has been good. If he hasn't been good to you, I guarantee you he's been good to the person next to you. And oh yeah, the one in front of you and possibly the one behind you. God has been good to everybody in this building. Amen. So, oh you woke up, huh? Bless you. So, so now watch this. So that we can be real clear. Verse 4 again, Hebrews chapter 7. Now consider how great this man was unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. Underline tenth. Because ten percent of all of our money is not our money. It's God's money. When you get a pay raise, God gets a pay raise. Now, there may be those of you listening that are real spiritual. You can keep your two hours and 40 minutes a day tithe time. God ain't talking about tithing time. He's talking about tithing money. So you're going to sit on the money and, and, and sit around and read the Bible for two hours and 40 minutes a day and think you done tithe it. I told you I'm here to uncontroversialize some things. Tithing time. Tell Swepco you tithing time. Verse 5, and verily they that are of the sons of Levi who receive the office of the priesthood have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law. Now let me stop right there because some folk want to, you know, camp out right there. Yes, according to the law because the tithe was inculcated or put into the law, but it was first put into grace. Amen. Amen. We saw that. So why was it put in upon the law? So that the Jews wouldn't be broke. So God allowed it to be put into the law. Wait just a moment. Hold everything. The law was given to Moses. Can I get an amen at the church? Amen. The law was given to Moses, right? 
Moses was from the tribe of Levi. The Levitical priesthood was put over the things pertaining to the tabernacle. So then what am I saying? I am saying that Moses was a Levite. And so the Levites had charge of receiving the tithes in. Amen. And today, the tithe belongs to God like it did back then. So we're not up on the law, we're up on the grace. So certainly we ought to be trying to do more than Israel did under the law. Under the law they gave a tenth of the spoils. And none of them had eternal life. Let me recapitulate that. No Jew had eternal life until after Calvary. Man, I felt that one right there. But I didn't fill out enough in the church. I'm still standing. <laughs> okay, let me read on. Verse 5. And verily they that are that they, 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 and verily they that are of the sons of Levi who receive the office of the priesthood have a commandment to take tithes of the people. That's a commandment. To take tithes of the people according to the law that is of their brethren, though they come out of the loins of Abraham. Listen, but he whose descent, talking about Melchizedek, is not counted from them, received tithes of Abraham, and blessed him that had the promise, promises. So what promises did Abraham have? You're going to have a son? His name going to be Isaac. Isaac going to have a son. His name going to be Jacob. Out of Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is going to come the greater son. Because God told Abraham, out of thee shall all nations of the earth be blessed. That seed of Abraham is Jesus. Which means then that when God gives us a livelihood, a place to make money, he teaches us what to do with our money. I ain't see the boat nowhere in there. Well, <laughs> ooh, glory. It's getting real serious now. Watch verse 6. Tell your neighbors, getting serious. But he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham, Melchizedek, and blessed them that had the promises. And without all contradiction, the less Abraham is blessed of the better by Melchizedek. And here, earth, men that die receive tithes. Pastors of the church, that administration is here on earth. Here, men that die receive tithes. So if the pastor of this church die, don't stop tithing. Because the tithing is not about me. It's about you and God and me and God and what we're doing with our money. So listen to this. When it says, and without all contradiction, that means there's no argument that you can bring against tithing and be correct. It's without all contradiction. The Lord said, don't even go there with your mouth because you cannot prove that you are not supposed to be tithing. 
Oh, the only person happy is the preacher. No, I know you're happy. All right, verse 8. And here, somebody say earth. earth. Men that die receive tithes, but there, say heaven, heaven. he receiveth them of whom it is witness that he liveth. So Jesus received the tithe up in heaven just like Melchizedek received the tithe from Abraham here on earth. Somebody tell the Lord thank you. And it's a witness that he liveth. Now right here we have to understand that nobody can get born again without confessing Jesus as Lord and believing that God raised him from the dead. Am I right about it? That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him should not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you called on Jesus and accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you only did that because you believed that he was still alive. Well, a tithe is the witness to the resurrection. That is right there in that verse. The tithe is a witness to the resurrection. So how can he be alive to save you, but dead and can't receive the tithe? If he's alive to save, he's alive to receive the tithe. That's what that verse is saying. And, and, and oh yeah, by the way, this is in the New Testament. Which means then in verse 8, and here on earth men that die receive tithes, but there he receiveth them of whom it is a witness that he liveth. So the tithe is a witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So if you say you're a believer and you're not a tither, you're contradicting who you say you are. Because the word is saying if you are born again, you should be tithing. Because it's a witness that he liveth. Still here? Let's tie the cross to the Now the question is Will I do his will There is power, power, wonder working power in the blood of Jesus. Power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come the Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, 
And so say I, I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you say those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.